green pastures. I know you're picturing lush fields of belly deep alfalfa as far as the eye can see. Well, get that picture out of your mind. Instead, see clumps of green along the arid landscape of the Negev Desert in Israel. That's more the biblical reality. And that's what our heart is for our weekly Green Pastures devotions published by Vineyard Boise. Our hope is that each day you'll find a wee clump of green along the all-too-often arid landscape of life, just enough to sustain you, to keep you moving forward. Each daily devotion consists of four strands, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. May the Lord lead us together into the green pastures we need today to continue growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Green Pastures for Monday, November 27th. Standing on Ruth's Shoulders. Today's scripture reading is found in Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 through 6, from Mike's authorized version, which reads, The book of the generational origins of Jesus, the Messiah, son of David, son of Abraham. Avraham became the father of Yitzhak, Yitzhak the father of Yaakov, Yaakov the father of Yehuda and his brothers, Yehuda the brother of Peretz and Zerach, the mother was Tamar, Peretz the father of Hetzron, Hetzron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Aminadab, Aminadab the father of Nachshon, Nachshon the father of Salmon, Salmon the father of Boaz, the mother was Rechav, Boaz the father of Oved, the mother was Ruth, Oved the father of Yeshai, Yeshai the father of David, HaMelech, David the king. This is God's word. The Lord announces the word, and the women who proclaim it are a mighty throng. This line from Psalm 68:11 is where we ended last week's reflections, and we're going to keep revisiting it as we continue in this journey through the stories of the five women Matthew mentions in his Messianic genealogy. Five women, five stories to tell. Tamar, Rachav, Ruth, Bathsheba, and Miriam. The Lord announces the word and the women who proclaim it are a mighty throng. I think I'm going to be starting each week of these reflections on the five women in Matthew's Messianic genealogy with this line from Psalm 68:11, so we can keep remembering why we are here. Much of this may be voiced here by a man, but make no mistake, this man is really, really trying hard to get out of the way and stay out of the way. So these five women of this great, mighty throng of women may be seen and heard. For too much of church history, we have conceived of the Bible as a great story written by men and for men to be told and interpreted and applied by men with the women sitting quietly in their cordoned-off balcony, preferably muzzled or at least veiled, either metaphorically or literally. But to once again quote Clarissa Pinkola Estes from her book Women Who Run With the Wolves, because yes, I'll probably be repeating this quote each week as well, until we absorb it just a bit into our bones. She writes, Modern storytellers are the descendants of an immense and ancient community of holy people. Troubadours, bards, griots, cantadoras, cantors, traveling poets, bums, hags, and crazy people. I once dreamt I was telling stories and felt someone patting my foot in encouragement. 
I looked down and saw that I was standing on the shoulders of an old woman who was steadying my ankles and smiling up at me. I said to her, No, no, come stand on my shoulders, for you are old and I am young. No, no, she insisted, this is the way it's supposed to be. I saw that she stood on the shoulders of a woman far older than she, who stood on the shoulders of a woman even older, who stood on the shoulders of a woman in robes, who stood on the shoulders of another soul, who stood on the shoulders, and so forth. I believed the old dream woman about the way it was supposed to be. The nurture for telling stories comes from those who have gone before. Telling or hearing stories draws its power from a towering column of humanity, joined one to the other across time and space, elaborately dressed in the rags and robes or nakedness of their time, and filled to the bursting with life still being lived. If there is a single source of story and the Newman of story, this long chain of humans is it. So as we move deeper into the holiday season, like the Magi following that distant light, this is where we find ourselves, on this towering column of humanity, this week standing on the shoulders of Ruth. Our goal? To see her, to hear her, to let her tell her story, so that she may empower us to live and tell our own. With Ruth, too, we may well have some preconceived notions of who she is and what her story is. Our task is to drop the preconceived notions, drop the assumptions, and drop whatever agendas we may be bringing to the text, and to simply let Ruth speak. And so, we begin. So as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder... The book of Ruth is a 15-minute read. As we prepare to dive into Ruth's story, take those 15 minutes to read it from start to finish in a translation of your choice. Then follow up with a viewing of the Bible Project video summarizing the context, content, and flow of the book of Ruth, if you so desire. You can find it at BibleProject.com or on the Bible Project app. You can even go on YouTube and search for it, but it's worth the time it'll take. What did you see in your read-through of the book? What stood out? What questions arose? What initial life lessons do you see in the book of Ruth? Lord, how easy it is to stop at the headline featuring in biblical lore too often manly men dominating the show. Lead me beyond such headlines writ large and bold to the hidden figures in the byline in the fine print without whom the story would never have been told, nor we here to tell it, or to hear it, or to live it. Tamar, Rechav, Ruth, Bathsheba, Miriam. Help me not to brush by them or their stories, no matter how unsavory or scandalous the details at times, as they frequently weathered the abuse and domination of an all-too-heavy and abusive male hand, rising up as true mothers in Israel, rising to rock the cradle of the world, 
the new heavens and the new earth in which justice and mercy meet through the one born in Bethlehem on one starry, starry night. Through your mercies, 